Thank you once again for tuning in to the Own Your Eating podcast. We have been consistent. This is our third week in a row putting a new podcast up. And sometimes we we do well for one or two weeks, but three weeks now I feel like we're on a, a hot streak. Right. We're on a bit of a roll. And part of the reason for that is we're scheduling it. <laughs> what what schedule taking what, some of our own medicine. <laughs> what gets scheduled typically gets followed and you know what they say it takes twenty one days to make a habit. Well three weeks. Right. Twenty one days. Yeah. We're doing it. Right. And you're right. We have been very busy with our own reading lifestyle membership. Right. We get a lot very of busy. a lot of emails, a lot of phone calls, which we both love. But because of that, we just have to make sure everything else gets scheduled from podcasts to going to the movies. Right. And it's easy to to want to prioritize, and I think we should prioritize those emails and phone calls and whatnot, but I think this podcast is super important too. Like a lot of people, you know, reach out and tell us how they heard something that really resonated, and so I think this is just useful because it's it's an indirect way of people... Um, just getting more knowledge and advice. Well, with as busy as we are, we need to prioritize what is having the greatest impact on people. And based on the feedback we've been getting, the number of downloads we've been getting, the the emails, uh, communication on social media about it, yes, it's definitely worth it. If you're if you're like me, and every time you're in your car, you throw on a podcast. Right. I've been in this crazy mood and I think you are as well where it's like I don't want to waste any time so <laughs> ever, I think they just like the sound of your voice babe that's all it is I don't listen to our own podcast but <laughs> no I know but that's why our listeners are no I know it's not that <laughs> I'm a face for podcasts they said um, so I feel like okay I don't want to waste any more time so I always have to listen to podcasts because it's like I should always be learning so, yeah and also, I just, I, I think um, sitting in traffic is one of my biggest pet peeves. It's like, you're really, truly accomplishing nothing. I mean, you're moving forward to whatever your destination is very slowly, but it's incredibly frustrating. Well, with all that being said, I'm reading a book called Rock and Roll Will Save Your Life. And, you know, there's a lot of references to songs and whatnot in the book. So the last couple of days I've gotten in the car, I've actually put some music on. Yeah, that's nice. And I'm like, whoa, I haven't done this in a long time. Reminds me of like when you're a teenager and you used to just be excited to get in the car by yourself oh and gosh, blast some music. So funny that you say that. My, me and my sister, like that was our favorite thing to do when <laughs> living in Guernsey and truly there is nothing to do there. But just jump in the car, literally drive around the island, <laughs> just blasting tunes and then go home. It was a great day out. I remember the very first song I listened to while driving by myself. Really? Yeah. The very first song? I don't know why. I just remember I was like, I'm good. I'm go-. You're I- like, this is <laughs> this is a pivotal moment in my life. Yeah, well, I probably set it up in such a way that I was like, all right, I'm doing this. My mom's letting me go some, probably to work at the time because I used to work at a restaurant and get home very late. So they, did, they didn't want to pick me up anymore at like midnight oh, yeah. from the restaurant. So I probably was driving there, and back then it wasn't as if you had Bluetooth and Sirius and Spotify, so you had to plan ahead your music other mm. than the radio. Yeah, yeah. So 
grabbed my oh, great yeah. dead tape and threw it in. You got to make Yeah. Well, we was, had a mini disc player at one point. In the car? Well, we had like um, a, a lead, so an extension, so right. that it would work in the car. But yeah. <laughs> All right, enough about... <laughs> a nostalgia blast from the past. That was enjoyable. What's today's podcast about? Uh, today's podcast is kind of... It's something we hear often, but we want to simplify it because people hear about flexible eating and they come to us from all these other, or having tried all these other diets, and there's this notion that they just want to know what to eat. And I think, you know, oftentimes we say, hey, you can eat anything, just not everything. And that's a very, to some people, that's almost a scarier statement. Yeah, 100%. It can be very scary. And some people just need a little bit of structure and some framework first um, because they really are coming at this completely fresh. Like, you know, they haven't been taking care of their nutrition or they just haven't had some simple to follow steps before or advice. So I think we want to break this down and just really simplify what should you eat or what should you look to be incorporating into your day-to-day diet. And I think the overarching theme should be like, hey, we encourage you to track your macros, hit your numbers. You can't eat anything you want. You can't eat everything you want. Mm -hmm. But if someone is just getting started or they want to take their macro tracking to the next level, here's some advice. Sure. And even for people who are like, hey, I don't know if tracking is for me, but how can I get started with, you know, cleaning up my nutrition anyway? Fair enough. Let's do it. Yeah, cool. So, what would be your most simple instructions for someone who is, you know, junk food addict, drinking soda every day? How do they start to develop some better nutrition or get some better nutrition in their life? That's a great question. And, you know, it kind of goes back to our training. We both have done some work with precision nutrition, and it kind of starts with, hey, Small, easy habits. Yeah. So it's easy for me to give this huge answer of what they need to change, but I think... <laughs> I think there's a lot of steps in that. Right. Within that, yeah. Someone just getting started, their first step might be, hey, when you wake up tomorrow, I want you to drink a glass of water. Mm-hmm. That's it. So maybe let's narrow this, this down a little bit then. What types of things should they look to eat or start eating? Because I don't want this to become some laundry list of, hey, don't do this, don't do that, don't eat that. Let's talk about what can you eat that's going to make you feel better and how how can you identify those things? Don't mind the sound of the dog fighting happening in the back. I know. We have zero control over those two. So, okay, well, let me give a quick story first, and then I will dive into that answer. Mm-hmm. Because... For a lot of people listening here, they were at the point where they were ready to make that final change as I was, as you were when we found Flexible. Actually, you weren't quite there when you found Flexible Eating. Well, I had to get over my fear of carbs. Right, but some people (laughs) like myself were just like, I'm in, what do I do? Yeah. And I'm going to do it. Yeah. Where you have some friends and family members that see your success or that have asked you about what you do and you want to give them this huge in-depth answer and tell them exactly what you're doing but by doing so you could actually scare them away for sure yeah you know so obviously send them our direction 
because we understand that. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of, like I just said earlier, what we preach is, hey, let's make some small steps. And the story I like to give about this is my friend Murph, and I give this when I give the CrossFit nutrition lecture at a level one. We talk about this, and we talk about how, you know, nutrition is a is a huge dose and drug and if you do it too much too quick you're gonna it's gonna backfire no different than your workout routine if you do crossfit and you would have walked in on day one and been like hit me let's do this all right here's murph here's grace here's fran here's you know diane here's all these workouts you're gonna go home you're gonna either have rhabdo you're (laughs) gonna be hurt you're, you're gonna be really sore you're not gonna come back you know one or two of you might be like that was amazing let's do it again But the majority of people are going to be pushed away. Same can go with nutrition. So making these small changes. And when I met Murph back in 2008, he was about 500 pounds. Oh, my goodness. You've met Murph. Yeah. Just, wow, 500. Yeah, I mean, 500 pounds, if you're not sure what that looks like, turn on the Discovery Channel. Oh, yeah. What, my 600-pound life? Yeah, I mean, it's it's basically that. You know, all those, you know, watch Hoarders. (laughs) All those people are you know, pushing 500 and it would have been very easy to be like, dude, you know, and at the time I was very paleo zone. Hey, you need to eat meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds, some fruit, little starch, no sugar. You have to keep intake levels that support exercise, not body fat. Start doing that now. And Murph would have turned around and walked out the building. Mm-hmm. So for Murph, it wasn't about that. Murph was just, Hey, I need you to keep coming to this gym. I introduced him to one of our coaches, Gene, who was also a bit overweight at the time, but working on it, he had lost some weight, and they hit it off. They had a common theme of video games and Dungeons and Dragons, oh. so they really hit it off. They, I think that's helpful too for people entering into a new phase of life, you know, health and fitness, to see and have other mentors who are like, okay, you're you're actually not so different from me, and I can get to where you are. Like I could see there's a path. Right, at no. 500 pounds, it's, intim- it's intimidating for anybody to walk into a CrossFit box, but let alone at 500, I mean... And see someone like you and be like, I'm never going to look like Jason. Yeah, I mean, you know, <laughs> you're not, but hey. No, and you know, you know, everybody listening, you can think back to your first time going to CrossFit, and I'm sure it was intimidating. Yeah. You know, this was before there were fundamentals and on-ramps and boot camps. This was back in, you know, like I said, 2008, where I was just like, hey, come to class. And these people are doing snatches and cleans and muscle-ups. And you're like, well, I can't do that. Well, you don't have to. But it's, I have to explain to you, you don't have to. You could scale it. Right. So Murph comes in for a couple months at this point, And he's obviously losing weight just from moving for the first time. Mm-hmm. And he approached me and he said, well, what should I do differently? I said, well, tell me about your day. Murph played a lot of Dungeons & Dragons in the middle of the night. In the middle of the That's night? That's what people that play Dungeons & Dragons do. That's why I, say, I don't like video games. <laughs> well, I think Dungeons & Dragons is a board game. Oh, is it? Yeah. Uh-huh. But, um, it, they, you know, played a lot of video games, too. And, you know, first of all, you should be thankful that I don't do any of that. I don't even watch football. I think that kind of stuff, is it's addictive, right? I mean, I don't, I, I don't know. I've never done it. I don't know that it's addictive. I think it's just someone's ha- habits and hobby, no different than CrossFit. But I think there's a, an element to that hobby that's addictive, like... I don't know. It's, it's another story. But I would, I mean, we could talk about that, but I'd say someone that did that and saw what we do in CrossFit would say you're addicted. Yeah. You could argue one's healthier than the other, but still. 
You're right. That's another topic. But anyway, turns out when people play Dungeons and Dragons and they're spending, you know, I say middle of the night. I just mean he would stay up to like 3, 4 in the morning. Yeah, that's, that is the middle of the night. I don't mean like, like he would actually start like, hey, guys, we're meeting at 3 in the morning. Like they would just play. It's like like that movie Molly's Game we were watching. You know, it's like that. Taking Adderall and... Yeah, no, they just start and, and it goes till it's <laughs> over kind of thing. Right. And anyone listening that played that or does play it, first of all, sorry for hurting your feelings, but if you did or, or, or currently do, you would know that there's a lot of Mountain Dew associated. Oh. With Dungeons and Dragons. Correct. Right. And chips... But my only advice to Murph was, hey, let's make that Mountain Dew diet Mountain Dew. That was the one piece of advice I encouraged him to do, and he listened. And if you're, you know, thinking, well, that's not healthy. It's healthier than the alternative. Correct. It's healthier than what he was currently doing. Right. And it was just one small step with the goal of getting beyond that down the road. So that's cool, because what I would take away then from that story in what you're kind of saying to some of our listeners who may be, you know, pretty scared and intimidated at this point to overhaul their nutrition or their diet, but they want to make a change, you know. So let's say one of our listeners is drinking Coke every morning and every afternoon. Remember that nurse from Inside Tracker? She was Oh, like, my goodness, yeah. She was drinking, was it Coke or Pepsi or something? She was drinking morning. Pepsi every morning. Of it, I was like, holy cow. So if you're someone like that who's drinking liters of soda every day, first step, let's make that diet soda. Is that your, that would be your advice? Yeah, I mean, and that would be short-lived. You know, my goal for more Murph, and we got to it relatively quickly, was great. Now let's make that water. And I think everyone's going to be different with their time frame, right? But what would you give someone as a piece of advice? How can they identify when they need to move on to the next step? So for, for Murph, it, it became, you know, I, haven't, I was seeing him every day, so I was at a little bit of an advantage. For some of the people listening here, you know, if you are working with us, obviously we check in with you weekly or we have our monthly phone call or whatever you have arranged with us. But I was seeing Murph every day, so I was able to talk to him, give him a lot of positive feedback and encouragement. I think for him to go from that Mountain Dew to Diet Mountain Dew to water, was relatively seamless and quick, but he was seeing so many results that it was he was staying motivated. And I think, you know, for Murph at 500 pounds, the results were coming fast. Yeah. You know, he was moving for the first time in his life. And now adding, you know, when I'm talking about Mountain Dew, I mean, he was probably consuming a thousand calories a day in that. So... You talk about now we're going to zero calories a day for Mountain Dew, even though it's diet. That's 5,000, 6,000, 7,000 calories over the course. That's two pounds a week just in soda. Right. You know, then we went to water. And then, I mean, short-term also effects where I'm playing less Dungeons and Dragons because I'm he was coming He's to going the... going to sleep. Well, he was going to sleep because the class he was taking was at 7 a.m. because he had to get to work after. Right. So... Wow, I'm loving this domino effect of starting CrossFit. It's, it's cool. It wasn't starting CrossFit. <laughs> it was meeting me. Oh. That's what it was. That, so, yeah, I met Murph's brother in 2007, Josh. He, You met Josh as well. Yeah. 
But at the time in the CrossFit world, these specialty seminars like weightlifting and gymnastics and uh, even the nutrition one, they didn't happen all over the world every weekend like they currently do. Right. So when they were in the Northeast, you made a really valiant effort to get there. So Josh and I kept bumping into each other at these specialty seminars. Oh, gotcha. Okay. And every time we met from the first time, he was from Schenectady. Where Murph still lived at I've home. Wondered, I've always wondered how you say that. Schenectady. Schenectady. <laughs> and he was like, oh, you have Albany CrossFit. My brother lives in Schenectady. I really need to get him in. And then we'd see each other a month or two later. Hey, my brother needs to get in. Mm-hmm. Finally, he's like, my brother's going to come in this week. And truth of the matter was he comes in. He met one of my other coaches, Matt who now lives down in Florida as well. Are you naming and shaming someone? Matt's not listening to this. And if he does, he'll fully own it. But Matt, he comes into Matt, and Matt was like a meathead turned CrossFitter, really fit. He missed going to the regionals by one spot back in the like first year that, that they had to qualify, and he blames it on me because I, I programmed that year. I was, what? <laughs> okay. And it was I programmed a 2K row, and he's... He's not super tall, but he's you know taller than me, but he's fit. He's pulled. Oh, I know what you're saying. You programmed the the events for the region. Correct. Right. I thought so, you were saying like pro. You did the programming for the year of the gym or whatever. No, no, I programmed for the <laughs> for the region. For the region, I programmed a 2K. Right. Because equipment was it was in my parking lot. So I mean, if you guys are listening, I'm maybe all over the place. But back in the day, I used to host the actual CrossFit regionals in my parking lot at the gym. You can search that. Look up Albany CrossFit Regionals. You'll see all those videos. <laughs> but so I programmed that year, and that, that's probably on there somewhere at 2K. And Matt crushed it, like six something. He couldn't walk after, like, Aww. but he came in six. The top five went to regionals, and he blames me. But anyway, Murph comes in, and Matt's like, "You can't do this." <laughs> like, and he wasn't like, "You can't do this," but he's like, "We need to see a doctor's note." Okay. You know, and part of me as the owner, like, he was covering my ass. Yeah. But part of me was like, you can't turn people away. Like, my his, his brother and I have been working on this for months. Right. So his brother calls me screaming. And um, I, I convinced him to come back in and take Gene's class instead. Oh, man. <laughs> so anyway, Matt's good. If Matt happens to be listening, he knows I love him. I mean, to be fair. I no, think- he did the right thing. He did the right thing. Most coaches would want to see a a doctor's note for someone that heavy. So, like we said, this domino effect is happening. And finally, one day, Murph was like, all right, what about food? And I was like, we started to talk paleo. Okay. You know, and this kind of ties into what we should be talking about. We're we're taking a long time. But we get to this where someone's like, hey, I just want to clean it up. Start eating cleaner foods. You know, meats, vegetables, nuts, seeds fruit cool you know i had this conversation at jiu-jitsu the other day what about paleo what should is that cool and the term paleo yeah i think it's it's a little bit skewed it's gray these days it's not by definition it's not it's that most people make it gray like you said they kind of skew it to whatever their preference is because i'm telling this guy keith about paleo because him and his girlfriend are supposedly paleo but he's telling me he's eating rice. And I'm like, well, by definition, you're not being paleo. Mm-hmm. Is that bad? No. But it's just this, like, catch-all. Okay. And paleo. Yeah, I think it's 
it's a term that's that's used. A lot of people think they understand what that means now. Right. So. Paleo means you're not eating grains, legumes, or dairy. Mm-hmm. And most people, when they have paleo, do eat one of those. Yeah, I wouldn't give up beans. Right, you're giving up beans, or you're giving up cashews, or you're giving up cottage cheese. Or dairy. Right, or <laughs> I whole mean, I don't grain eat a bread. lot of dairy, but the dairy I do, I enjoy. So. Point is, that's fine. You're just, you know, so anyway, I, I give Murph that little advice, and I tell him, all I want you to do that for is breakfast. Okay. And I... I'm not exaggerating one bit when I say Murph had just bacon nonstop. He just always had bacon on him. <laughs> yeah, but like but, uh, Ron Swanson. Yeah, I mean, stashed in the, the the overhead ceiling. Exactly, <laughs> he was like Ron Swanson, and he just always had bacon. But he was continuing to lose weight. And again, I mean, at this point, this is probably three or four months in, and he's probably down. You know. 70, I mean, he was dropping weight. And, you know, long-term, he wound up getting to 200 pounds. He's had some ups and downs since then, but he was down all the way to 200 pounds. He, you know, spoiler alert, I'll give you the full story. You know, he wound up leaving his job and coaching for me full-time. He's getting married next weekend. Oh, my gosh. You know, so, yeah, we were invited. We can't make it, but... You know, he all all this awesome stuff really happened because he made one little change in his life. But if we're talking about what to eat, if you're just giving advice, like A, we're starting slow. B, when we're talking about actual quality, like focus on meats and vegetables. You know, that should be a good reference. And even those of you that are tracking macros with us and you see the 800 gram challenge that we've kind of joined and that we're a part of, and every day I've been making that effort, you you... You can really see a difference in how you feel, your energy, your performance, your recovery. I think we've kind of, I don't think we've made a transition because I don't think we're ever off the deep end, but, you know, we encourage people to eat foods they enjoy, mm-hmm. but in in moderation. Yeah, 80-20 balance. Right? You know, we went out to, for those of you that saw our Instagram, our story, or wherever, you know, a huge breakfast brunch last weekend, and we had... I mean, you had avocado toast with potatoes, and I had lobster eggs benedict, and we shared a waffle. You know, enjoy foods you love. Don't not do that. Don't not do that. But at the same time, you know, what we eat the rest of the day, I had a huge bowl of fruit with oatmeal. You had an egg white omelet. So, you know, focus on good quality foods. If that's all, you know, if you were just like, I'm not ready to track macros, I don't really want to do anything else, Try to eat less processed foods and try to eat more fruits and vegetables. Cool. I drink like it. Drink water. Drink water. That's it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, and I know a lot of people often hear, oh, you know, when you do your shopping, you want to go around the perimeter of the grocery store. I think that's relatively good advice, but not always super safe because these days when I go around the perimeter, there's all sorts of things in baskets that are definitely not vegetables or fruit. And fruit is tricky too because I see, uh, I think it was in your parents' house, like those like mandarin things in little containers and they're like swimming in syrup. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I know. They, my stepfather eats those all the those time. Those are like for kids, I think, right? And 
weird adults. But anyway, um, <laughs> no, I, I think, yeah, you know, what's general advice? Shop around the perimeter. What's also on the perimeter? The bakery. Right. Don't be a dummy. We're not telling you <laughs> croissants are part of the... Right. Whole, whole foods are gen generally things growing in the ground or off a tree. and Or you kill. Right. So, yeah, when we're talking about those types of foods, you know, two easy references would be, you know, probably the easiest reference I can give you is, will this food rot? That's cool. Right? Can I leave this food out and will it rot? Yeah. Will it collect mold? Does it have a sell-by date? <laughs> right. And, you know, those mandarin oranges you're talking about won't rot. Right. That'll last for months and months. Right. If it's in a can, those types of things, they're not going to rot. The other maybe less obvious reference that I like to use is, can you send this back in a time machine to your ancestors and will they recognize it? Mm. Right? You could send fruit and meat back and they're going to be like, cool, dinner. You send a Twinkie back and they're not going to know if they should play with it or eat it. <laughs> I like it. Cool. Very simple, straightforward instructions there. So let's say you've, you've dived in, you've taken all of that on board and you're feeling really good. You're, you know, your energy's up and you want to take things to the next level. You feel like you've cleaned up your diet. What would, what would be the next level? Do you think? I mean, personally, I think, you know, tracking can come in at any point. Yeah. But I would probably, you know, and again, let's tie this into two different people. One, people that are just, hey, I'm not ready to track. Even though it's simple, they're not ready. And then those of our people that are tracking, what can I do better? Because I think it's the same step. And it would be, all right, let's try to eat in better ratios. Okay. Let's control our hormonal response to food. And, and well, what is that recommendation of prescription right so if you if you take your crossfit level one training course you're going to hear about the zone and back in the day that's what i did i think the zone is great i think the zone is not as easy to sustain as flexible eating but i think there's a lot of positives that you can gain from it and the number one being you're balancing your hormonal response to food your glucagon and your insulin mm -hmm. so in order to do that you eat in a 40 30 30 ratio now, that's harder than simply tracking all of your food by the end of the day. It also leaves less wiggle room for treats. It's a little harder to eat out with your friends or go to dinner because you go to Jane's on 3rd like we did. It's hard to eat in the zone proportion, but we can track our dinner. Right. Our, br our brunch, I should say. So what you're saying is not only do you have to eat in those proportions for the entire day, but for each meal, they need to be in, in those ratios. Correct. Right. When I put my food in, my fitness pal, I do look at the percentages to see how well balanced my food was. Right. And how do you do that in the app? Um, I don't know if it's a premium feature or not. I know you wrote a book about it. I think it might be, actually. You know, you, you can download that book, The Ultimate Guide to My Fitness Pal, on our website. Mm -hmm. But... If you look at each meal, you can touch the header of it, and it will tell you the calories, but then it will also adjust it to the percentage. Cool. So if you're, like, looking at lunch. I like to do that as well. Yeah. I don't, sometimes I forget. I mean, typically when we're at home, I'm eating the same meals every day. Right. So, <laughs> but yeah. and I don't make any crazy, you know, once in a while I will, because I know for me my energy will be better throughout the day. Like, for example, oftentimes... And there are times where I don't do that on purpose. When we're going to the box for the 9 a.m., 
I'll have oatmeal and fruit knowing I had primarily carbs Mm -hmm. an hour before we worked out. Right. But when we get home, I try to have a well-balanced meal. So I I, I do look at that a little bit. And I might make an adjustment here or there. I don't necessarily try to be perfectly at 40, 30, 30. But I'll look. So here's, here's a bigger picture. Eat some of each macronutrient with every meal. Yeah, I think that's the easiest advice to follow. And I think that's probably where I came from and was so conditioned to that that I naturally just progressed to that kind of level of balancing my meals without even really realizing it. And then I think it twigged to me one day. I was like, holy cow, I've been eating in this 40-30-30 ratio without really realizing because I always tried to have some of each macronutrient. And you know, like, well, I've only got this specific amount if you're tracking each day. So by the end, it kind of balances out. Absolutely. So just simple advice. We actually have a easy-to-use reference guide on our site. If you just Google own your eating and macro balance. Macro balancing, two words. Yeah, if you Google own your eating and macro balancing, it'll be the first link that comes up, I believe. Yeah, nice. And if you look at it, we just have some easy references with your hands. You know, for example, your palm open for meat, your palm closed as a fist for, for vegetables, etc. And those are just easy references if you want to start to get an idea of how much you're eating. But also just knowing, hey, all right, I have some protein here because I have some meat. I have some carbs here because I have some fruits and vegetables. Now, this meat is lean, so maybe I'll grab a couple of cashews or it's steaks. So I already have my fat accounted for. Right. Or I'm having eggs. You know, there's yolk in it versus I'm having egg whites. Let me add some avocado. Let me add uh, a little oil to cooking it. Right. Yeah, it's just a really easy visual guide to kind of construct your plate, I guess. Yeah, and then beyond that, now it's time to have a really good understanding of how you're tracking. Right, and that just, I think the beauty of tracking is well, one, you'll, you'll have more precision and accuracy, and, and I think the results, well, I know the results will definitely follow from that, but also it just gives you that flexibility and freedom so that you're not so constrained to be always eating within these ratios and to know that at the end of the day I've, re- I've eaten the right amount of food, right? Yeah, and I mean we can dive into a whole conversation of the difference between zone and macros because the number one question you'll realize is, well, if I eat the zone, how do I, you know, I'm eating eggs for protein, but right, eggs have fat, right? you know, where I'm eating uh, that spinach. That always confused me when I tried to do zone. I was like, always trying to figure out the fat in the protein and, oh my goodness, it was a headache. Yeah. And, and, you know, I'm eating spinach, which is primarily my carbs, but it also has protein, you know, all this overlap and, right. you know, so you're getting a lot of unaccounted for macros. So while there is some accuracy there, it's less accurate than flexible eating with what we offer because we're, when I have spinach, I'm accounting for protein and carbs in it. Right. When I have eggs, I'm accounting for protein and fat in it. Mm-hmm. So I know exactly how much I'm eating over the course of the day. Big picture also is sustainable. You know, if you can't have a donut, you know, people like to say in the zone, hey, I can have a donut. Yeah, you can have a quarter of a donut for your carbs if you have like four blocks, right? But for us, we can have a whole donut. We can, you know, it's, you know, it's a matter of knowing, it's like your budget. 
We know where that donut fits in our budget over the course. I only like to have a quarter of a donut if I get three other quarters from three different donuts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. No one needs a quarter of a donut. But anyway, I think we did a good job kind of talking about where to get started. Do you agree? I hope so. I mean, I feel like we need to recap quickly. Quick recap. Whether it's you or someone else, start slowly. Build strong habits that are going to be long-term and sustainable. If you're brand new to nutrition and you want to make some small changes, eat better quality foods. If you're already tracking and you want to make some small tweaks and improvements to take you to the next level, incorporate some better quality foods, more fruits and vegetables. Shoot for 800 grams in weight of fruits and vegetables over the course of the day. Yeah. You've done that successfully. You're on to the next step. If you're not already tracking, let's try to eat in somewhat of a balance, get some protein, carbs, and fat at every meal now. Mm -hmm. If you're already tracking and you're taking it to the next level now, be aware of the ratio of what you're having. Have some protein, carbs, and fats at every meal with the ideal ratio being 40% carb, 30% protein, 30% fat at every meal, but don't go nuts. You have 22% protein and 38% fat at this meal, that's fine. <laughs> and then, you know, long-term, just continue to incorporate these little habits throughout your day. And I think, you know, for those of you that are new, adding more precision and accuracy via tracking, via flexible eating, via working with us, is how you're going to take it to the next level. Cool. I like it. And if you are ready to work with us, we have some very easy ways to get started. You can check us out at ownyoureating.com. We have three levels of membership, basic, essential, and premium. With that basic level, you get tons of content. You get three workouts a week. You get recipes from Roz. You get constant attention in our private Facebook group, including weekly webinars and more. Mm-hmm. In the Essential program, you get all that plus some check-ins. Roz created an amazing spreadsheet that has way more than just your nutrition. We take into account things like stress and sleep, exercise, all that good stuff. And if you go to our premium level, you get all that plus some one-on-one -on -one time with us. And we really enjoy that time and get to know our people really well. This week, we had a great homework assignment in our group, uh, having our members video themselves talking about their why mm -hmm. some tears were shed by both them and us but it was really eye-opening for everyone involved and it really i think is helpful to people that are trying to make long-term changes yeah absolutely so great great job today thanks babe <laughs> you too <laughs> all right well we look forward to hearing back from you. Please send us any feedback, any questions, any comments, concerns, criticism. If you don't like what we're talking about, if you don't like the sound of my voice, hit us up. Let us know. Contact at ownyoureating.com. Check us out on all social media at ownyoureating. Make sure to check our blog regularly. A lot of that stuff is private, but we still do put up some free content if you're looking around. And don't forget for this episode to Google Own Your Eating and macro balancing for that great spreadsheet or I should call it a cheat sheet Cheat sheet that Roz created on how to know how much food you're eating on the go if you don't have a scale with you. Cool. Until next week, we will be back for week four. It's in our schedule. It's in our planner. And we hope you enjoyed this episode.